0: is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennec. Tech Guide, episode 224. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news, views and reviews. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading and welcome all you first-time listeners. We hope you enjoy the show. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Google enters the world of virtual reality with Daydream View. GoPro issues a recall for its Karma drones and bringing Hollywood home with a JBL synthesis home theatre system. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Western Digital My Passport Wireless Pro the belkin valet charger for the iphone and apple watch and we check out the new playstation 4 pro console and we'll wrap it up with the tech guide help desk and it's all brought to you by netgear australia's number one brand of home wi-fi products and also norton the company to help keep you and your family safe online a lot to talk about so let's get cracking Well, it seems there are plenty of virtual reality headsets on the market and a lot of content as well. And Google has become the latest company to step into that virtual world with its new Daydream View headset. And this follows the release of their successful smartphone, the Pixel. And in fact, you could view the Daydream View as a Pixel accessory because it works, of course, with the Pixel smartphone. Now, the design of the Daydream View is a lot different to other headsets on the market. We've seen some from Samsung, from 360 Fly, uh, Kaiser Bass. There's plenty of them out there. And what they all have in common is they're made out of rigid plastic and hard material. Well, that's where the Google View, the Daydream View, differs. It is actually made out of soft, breathable fabric. That's right, it is actually soft to the touch. The only downside of that I found is that because of the lack of rigidity, because it's not hard, you do need to actually uh, wear it pretty tight on your head for it to stay in place. I found because it wasn't too hard and it was soft on my face that it it tended to slip a little bit, so I had to actually tighten the strap. But because it was soft, it was actually still pretty comfortable to wear. What you do is you actually fit in Your your Pixel or compatible smartphone, and to have a compatible smartphone, you need to be running Android 7.1, which are not too many on the market. I think the Pixel is the only one at this point. Uh, Others will come on the market, and that will work then with the Daydream app as well. So there is a little elastic clip on the front. Uh, The panel drops down on the front. You pop in the Pixel phone and then reattach it. And you can get started the only the other difference the other point of difference with the daydream view is the fact that it comes with a Bluetooth controller, so you actually hold this little controller in your hand while you are watching uh, your vR through the daydream view so it 's kind of a mouse for the whole experience. Other devices don 't come with the controller, and you 've got to feel around on the side of the on the side of the headset to try and find the button to advance or to adjust the volume, whatever you need to do but the uh, the controller with the Daydream view really does set it apart because uh, it it allows you to... uh, There's a home button, a select button, volume controls, and the large home button is also a trackpad, so you can actually use it to swipe through things within the compatible Daydream VR apps. So big plus there, right out of the box for Google. Uh, the view is actually pretty good as well, I have to say, in terms of the, the clarity of the image. You are viewing the pixel screen up close, which is pretty high resolution, so the actual quality of what you're viewing uh, I- is above average. And the, the whole experience of this, there's there's already lots of apps. You start, you can you can get started with the Daydream app, which is actually Google's very own app, but you, if you wanted to go beyond that, you can look at things like Google Street View, New York Times has VR, CNX. CNN also has. You can look at the star chart in virtual reality. There's also an app called Hello Mars. Uh, you can also, and this is a cool feature, you can also turn the daydream view into your personal cinema. So you can lay back with the daydream view, wearing the daydream view, and watch Netflix or Google Play Movies and TV. So uh, you, you can have your own private little home theater right there on your face with the Daydream View. Even if you're into gaming, there's plenty of choices here as well. There's racing games. There's a game called the Wonder Glade. Danger Goat There's a Lego game. Need for Speed. Joe Montana Football. Just to name a few. And there's many, many more. And many, many more will be released. Uh, for our review, we use the Pixel XL. And as I mentioned, that high-res screen really really provided a great experience the daydream view it's priced at 119 dollars it's available now so i think that's reasonably priced it's available now through jb hi-fi and the google store of course online and it's available in three colors slate snow and crimson and has that lovely soft breathable fabric feel so it looks pretty stylish would match even your clothes if you wanted to But it's definitely worth a look. The Daydream View, if you want to read the full story, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Well, it seems like only yesterday we were talking about the new GoPro Karma drone being released, GoPro's first effort in the drone space. It is a a very popular area now. We've had the, the DJI Mavic Pro launch recently, and the GoPro Karma seemed to be the natural competition because it was similar size, had similar features, like had props that were foldable uh, and was able to fit into a backpack. Uh, The GoPro, uh, obviously coming from a heritage of action cameras, this was their first effort at a drone and it was highly anticipated. In fact, it went on sale only about 20 days ago in the US, uh, still orders filtering through here in Australia. But just about just sixteen days after it had initially went on sale, there was an issue growing among customers, and that issue was that the device would suddenly lose power mid flight. Uh, not not a not a really good bug when it comes to a drone because these things were literally falling out of the sky because of this issue. It became so serious that GoPro actually has issued a recall. They're saying that they're, uh, and I'll quote them here, we're committed to providing our customers with great product experiences. To honour this commitment, we have recalled Karma until we resolve a performance issue related to a loss of power during operation. We plan to resume shipments of Karma once the issue is addressed. Now, that is an issue and a half for a drone, losing power power during operation. And if you want to check out my story, you'll see a couple of videos of that very thing. You've got to remember, there's a camera on the front of this thing, so it's going to record in 4K vivid resolution these mid-air failures. Uh, the company is still actually selling the drone online, even on the Australian websites, so it's still available to customers. What we what we expect is happening is that they are going to uh, still take orders, but only ship the Karma once this is this problem has been rectified. Uh, I think it'd be pretty poor form to receive a Mavic Pro, uh, I'm sorry, a a Karma drone and then have to take it back in a recall the next day. So uh, my my feeling is that Karma is not going to be available to Australian customers until this issue is solved. But a pretty pretty big issue right there and plays right into the hands of DJI, who have just released their brilliant Mavic Pro. This is that fold-down drone. Folds down to the size of a water bottle, would you believe? I'm yet to get my hands on the Mavic Pro. Hopefully, I'll have it within the next week or so. But it is uh, it really has given DJI the jump on what was perceived to be their main opposition in this space, the GoPro Karma. But until they can solve that little issue of dropping out of the sky, then uh, the DJI is going to excel but if you want to check out those that story and also those videos too a couple of great videos there of the GoPros turning off the karma turning off mid-flight you have to check that out at techguide.com.au this episode is brought to you by Shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, home theatres are a real popular part of any home nowadays. I think if you look at any any plan of a, of a new home, there's always a media room or some kind of home theatre room that is now part and parcel of a home. Now, I've had a home theatre ...here at my place for over a decade. I I had always dreamed of having my own theatre. I'm a massive movie fan... And the thought of being able to watch movies on a big screen with great audio uh, and in comfort, just like you would at the movies, was always something I wanted. And I have actually have achieved that here at home, has gone through a few iterations. I have had the theatre for more than 10 years and have gone from DVD to Blu-ray and now 4K and projectors also falling that path. But on the speaker side, the audio in a home theatre is, is absolutely critical, I think. Having a pretty picture is one, but backing it up with great sound really completes the whole experience. And I just recently uh, looked at uh, installing, or have installed, a JBL synthesis system. And with this system, it's unlike any kind of typical product that I can review. I've reviewed plenty of standalone devices like phones and computers and TVs and, and the like. Uh, but the thing with the JBL synthesis is that one size doesn't fit all. It's one of those turnkey systems where it has to be adapted uh, and measured and tailored to... To your home theater, and that's exactly what I did. And over the next couple of months, I'm actually doing a three-part series on Tech Guide. Part one I've just published now about the whole experience. I told JBL, look, if I'm gonna, I want to, I want to buy this, but I want to also experience it as a customer. I, I, I want this for my home, and I want to sort of take my readers through the whole the whole thing. Uh, first, let's take a look at JBL themselves. Now, this is a company with a with terrific. Uh, Audio Heritage. It's a company that was founded uh, many years ago, back in in 1946. Uh, The the company was founded by James Bullock Lansing, and this is a luxury audio brand. And it it was Lansing was previously an engineer working for another company, and together with Douglas Shearer from MGM, they combined and actually created some of the world's first cinema speakers uh, and in in 1937 actually won an Oscar for technical excellence. Uh, Today, JBL is the number one choice, the number one speaker in Dolby Digital and DTS cinemas and even concert tours around the world. So I think that that's pretty good credentials to have for a speaker to have before installed in your home. And it's the technology that was driven by the demands of Hollywood and trying to make that movie going experience even better. And as a result, this synthesis system has brought that technology to the home. But as I said, the, the, the JBL system is not one that you says, right, it's not something you just pull off the shelf and say, I'll take that. This is a system that needs to be adapted to your home. So to that end, we had people from JBL Synthesis and their distributors, Harvey Norman Commercial down in Tarrant Point. They came to my house and measured my theater room, uh, took took all these kinds of measurements Height of the ceiling, length and width of the room, seating positions, uh, and basically, uh, when took that information away, and promised to come back with a with a number of solutions, so a good, better, best solution, so that I could uh, make a choice. But uh, I I wanted to have to have the experience at home. The whole idea of having a home theater is to have that that recreation of having the quality there that you'd hear. Uh, equal quality in my opinion that I would in a public theatre uh, and that, I'm a huge movie fan, anyone who knows me knows that I've got a massive movie collection and love nothing better than, than sit down, sitting down to watch a movie in my theatre and enjoying that great audio quality as well as 4K uh, quality on my 150 inch screen and through my 4K projector, I'm actually running a Sony 4K projector in that room but the speaker system that is now complete, uh, I, I I'll tell you more about the whole installation process, the calibration process uh, in future podcasts. But uh, my JBL synthesis system uh, is... uh, It was actually one of the first uh, that installed in Australia, I was told. Uh, But it does sound... Absolutely brilliant. If you want to read more about part one of that series I'm writing on the JBL synthesis system and what's involved in actually getting that, customizing that for your home, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. While public Wi-Fi at airports, hotels and cafes is convenient, it's not always safe. Did you know that accessing the web using public Wi-Fi can expose your most sensitive information? Things like passwords, photos, credit card details, all these exposed to hackers and possible identity thieves. Norton Wi-Fi Privacy helps encrypt your information when you're online so it can't be intercepted by prying eyes. So whether you're worried about the hackers stealing your passwords or companies tracking your online activity, keep your personal information protected with the new Norton Wi-Fi Privacy app. To learn more, visit au.norton.com or search for Norton Wi-Fi Privacy on the App Store or Google Play Store. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Tech Guide. The first of our reviews this week is from WD, and that's uh, Western Digital, the makers of uh, external hard drives. Their new product, the My Passport Wireless Pro, is a hard drive with the difference. It is a portable hard drive, so it's not going to sit on the desk and gather dust. This is designed to be used on the go. But it is a wireless hard drive. It has its own Wi-Fi network. Also included is an SD card reader and an internal rechargeable battery. So you can take this on the go, use it on the move, uh, be able to upload and backup content from mobile devices through a companion app and also through your computers using either a browser or an app for your computer as well. It's available in two capacities. It's two terabyte and three terabyte capacities. And it's about the size, a little bit smaller in area than a CD case. Remember the CD cases? a little bit smaller than that in in terms of area. So it's actually 12.6 centimetres long and 12.6 centimetres wide, and it's 2.4 centimetres thick. So not not a massive product, really easy to take around, very portable. Uh, But the versatility of this device uh, is really brought home by its wireless connection. And you can access that through your mobile devices, through an iOS or Android app, so for smartphones and tablets, or you can view it through the contents through a browser or through a desktop WD access application. But it's really handy because you can connect up to eight devices at the same time, and all those devices can stream. You can potentially stream eight high definition movies at the same time. So the streaming capability is pretty good, and it's got a dual band as well. So you've got a 5 gigahertz for those later devices, and a 2.4 gigahertz band as well. Now, this is really handy in particular if you're on the go, if you're a photographer, videographer, graphic designer, anyone who's dealing with large amounts of data, wants to upload content really quickly, save it on the go. There is an SD card slot on the side, as I mentioned. So if you're a photographer or a videographer, you can potentially take out your SD card, insert it into the side of the My Passport Wireless Pro, and upload all your content to the drive, and then potentially erase that uh, that card again uh, in the camera and then keep shooting. It, it is a good solution if you're on holiday, if you want to store a lot of your photos and you, you're running out of room on your SD card, you can just simply upload them to your My Passport. One of the gripes of the new MacBook Pro, which uh, we've also it was launched a couple of weeks ago, not coming into market any any week now, is the lack of an SD card slot. And rather than a, a photographer being uh, able to insert the SD card into the computer, this could be potentially the way they do it. So they can insert and download at high speed all of their content to the, the Wireless Pro Drive. And then the MacBook Pro can then access that that, that those pictures and videos wirelessly when it connects directly to the My Passport Wireless Pro. It generates its own little Wi-Fi network. So if you want to access the drive wirelessly, you simply join the network and then fire up your browser. Or if you're using a, a mobile device, you fire up the app works on Android and iOS, and then you can access the content. You can even upload content to the drive as well. So, for example, if you wanted to clear some space on your iPhone or Android phone or your tablet, you can upload them to the My Passport Wireless Pro. It's like your own little personal cloud, and then you can delete all the photos on your phone because you've got a backup on the My Passport Wireless Pro. Now, it works uh, just as well with computers. You can actually hardwire connect it through the USB 3 port on the back. There's a USB 2.0 port to connect other USB storage devices, so you want to maybe back up. You might have stuff on a USB stick or a little, another drive. You can access that as well. One thing you can't do, uh, Mac users probably thinking, wow, wouldn't it be great to set this up as a time machine, a wireless time machine backup? I tried and couldn't do it, and the research I've done, uh, apparently it can't be done. Uh, the time machine will not wirelessly sync to the My Passport Wireless Pro. Uh, despite how hard we tried. But being wireless, this can also be used as a as a portable media server. Anyone who's got a NAS that's a network attached storage, uh, the, the beauty of that system is that because it's a centralized storage area that's accessible on your network, you can access the content on that drive on any connected device. You can do the same with the My Passport Wireless Pro and even run Plex, which is a platform that gives you access to your movies uh, and, and other content, and it even adds things like descriptions and pictures and plot summaries, so it looks like a professional video library. You can also access that on if you can install Plex on the drive and then access that through your mobile devices. Didn't work as good for us straight out of the box uh, as it does on our other connected NAS storage, Uh, but I'm sure there's a few tweaks we can do in there to make that work just as well on the move as we did with our, uh, our NAS at home. This is a really handy device to take with you, uh, whether you're a professional photographer, if you're just on a holiday, if you're shooting GoPro video and you want to maybe upload it and save your stuff, the My Passport Wireless Pro uh, is an excellent product to have by your side. It offers that ease of access to your content and easy backups as well. The WD My Passport Wireless Pro 2TB model is $389. 3TB model is $449. Uh, and you can read our complete review at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fedick. Next up, we are talking about Belkin's new product. They've just released a new Valet Charger Power Pack. Now, this is a, a basically a battery that has two functions. It's got a USB port to connect your iPhone uh, with a lightning cable, but there's also a round magnetic plate on top of the battery that can charge your Apple Watch. So it's a two-in-one product here. If you're an Apple Apple Watch user and an iPhone user, so rather than having to take two charges with you, the power the Valet Charger Power Pack Allows you to charge both devices at the same time using the same battery. The the magnetic round the circular magnetic charging module is located on top of the battery so you can just drape the Apple Watch over the top there, it'll connect magnetically. USB port on the end can then be connected to the lightning port on your phone or any other smartphone for that matter. If you've got a USB cable connecting charging an Android device, if you've got that cable, you can, you can charge that device as well. It uh, doesn't come with a lightning cable. You've got to bring your own, but any other cable will do if you are charging a different smartphone. But there is that small circular charging module that's designed to fit, that looks exactly like the end of an Apple Watch charging cable, that round white Circle that can uh, charge, that can attach magnetically to the Apple Watch and charge it up. the 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 device has a sixty-six thousand seven hundred milliamp hour capacity. Uh, It's still a pretty small portable battery. It's actually been named as a twenty seventeen. Award Honoree, Innovation Award Honoree for next year's Consumer Electronics Show, which I'll be attending in January. So it's already attracted an Innovation Award Honoree mentioned there uh, and is uh, available for $149.95. But it is one of those products that's really handy to take, especially if you're travelling. Later on in the help desk, we're going to give you some tech travel tips how to keep your products charged in a convenient and easy way. But the Bel- Belkin have been making accessories for Apple products for quite some time. In fact, uh, one of the products I use right here is the iPhone charger, uh, and it is also, it's got an Apple Watch, uh, a little arm that you can rest the Apple Watch on as well. That, that's designed for the, for the desktop. This is more a portable solution, the Valet Charger Power Pack from Belkin. This is more portable, so you can take it anywhere. It's small enough to fit in your bag uh, and use on the move. The device itself has to be recharged as well. There's a little micro USB port, uh, and that can charge at 2.4 amps, so you can get really faster recharging times. Uh, the discharge, so for your phone and for the Apple Watch, that's 1 amp, so uh, no, nothing, uh, nothing different to what you're usually charging your phone with or Apple Watch with at home. Uh, And as I said, you've got to bring your own lightning cable. That's not included in that price. Belkin Valet Charger Power Pack, $149.95. you want to check it out, see what it looks like and read all about it, you can do that at techguide.com.au. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. The PlayStation 4 Pro, I should say. That's the latest console from Sony that has hit stores already. And boy, does it offer an enhanced gaming experience. If you are into your games, and gaming is not a specialized area anymore. People used to think it's just teenagers and and kids that are gaming. It's people of all ages. Average age is somewhere in the mid to late 30s, as a matter of fact, if you are a gamer. So don't think that this is child's play. It is not. The PlayStation 4 Pro proves that. Now this is a follow-up to the original PlayStation 4. It's been around a couple of years. They did also release a PS4 Slim earlier, a couple of months ago, uh, and they've just a, a month ago had released the, the PlayStation VR. So they've been pretty busy bunch up at Sony uh, Interactive Entertainment. The latest offering is this new PlayStation 4 Pro. Now, it's slightly chunkier than the previous, the original PlayStation 4, but this is a high-end console and it can play 4K games display other 4K content, and it also has HDR, that's high dynamic range on board as well. Now, of course, works best when it's attached to a 4K TV with high dy- high dynamic range. And boy, if you have that in combination with this new PlayStation 4 Pro, you will notice an amazing difference. Now, what Sony has done and a lot of other third-party developers uh, they have uh, uh, allowed for you, um, they've added patches to existing games, some as old as three years old. So if you've got a game that, uh, that that is compatible with this PlayStation 4 game, some of those developers, and there's a list available online, some of those developers have actually created a patch to bring that game up to 4K quality, with HDR. Now, the difference between the two is remarkable. 4K, obviously, uh, increases that resolution, but HDR really sets it apart with greater color definition, greater contrast. See, HDR, high dynamic range, means that the whites are brighter, blacks are blacker, and everything else in between, the detail in those areas uh, of color, uh, even more clearer as well, and the contrast is also superb, so that you 're seeing just brilliant, vivid colors like never before the difference the the before and after view of a game non HDR compared to HDR, the HDR is one thousand times better, and if you 've got that, that hdR compatible 4k TV, then the PlayStation 4 pro is definitely worth a thought now we 're talking about games like Call of Duty, Infinite Warfare that are available, the recent releases that have that patch already, Last of Us Remastered, these, these are Sony's first first titles, Sony exclusive titles, I should say, Uncharted 4, very popular game, excellent game, that too has a patch you can apply to bring it up to 4K HDR quality as well. Now, to achieve this, the PS4 Pro's got a, a increased power to bring up that increased resolution and graphics capabilities, because you, you're talking about a 4K image here, so that's processing quite a fair bit of pixels uh, in real time. Uh, The the device obviously is quite powerful. There's an octa-core processor on board, so really exciting for developers because there is a lot of headroom here processing power for them to make the next generation of games and make them look incredibly realistic and attractive as well. One criticism for the PlayStation 4 Pro, it cannot play... 4K discs and I find that really surprising considering Sony was one of the pioneers of the Blu-ray disc format and I thought naturally they would follow up with a PlayStation that will play 4K discs. When Blu-ray first arrived it did coincide with the PlayStation 3 and for many years uh, the PlayStation 3 was actually the highest selling Blu-ray player on the market. Uh, Sadly the PlayStation 4 Pro ...cannot play 4K discs but it can stream 4K content through Netflix, for example. There's plenty of Netflix programs that are in 4K and that if you stream it through your PlayStation 4 Pro, you can enjoy HDR 4K resolution. But it it does give a free kick to the Xbox One S, which is the rival console from Microsoft, which is not only uh, playing high-res games, but can also play 4K discs. In fact, it today is the highest 4K disc player in Australia. Uh, it's reasonably priced uh, and is comparable to standalone 4K players, let alone having the ability to play the latest and greatest games as well. But uh, nonetheless, the PlayStation 4... Uh, Pro is backed by plenty of great content especially on the gaming side as well as on the entertainment side too through Netflix, uh, 4K YouTube uh, is, you can view on it as well so uh, excellence all around there uh, the PlayStation 4 Pro is available now it's priced at $559 and if you want to read our review you can check that out at techguide.com.au Keeping you updated and educated this is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennig Tech Guide the Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've introduced Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. Everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. With a dedicated internet connection... Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favorite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximize the speed you're paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide helped us this week, I thought I'd answer some questions, uh, some travel tips. I, I do get asked quite often, uh, people traveling, uh, not only with their mobile, but uh, traveling with all their other gadgets, their cameras and, and other products that they want to take with them. And I thought I'd share a couple of travel tips to help make that a little easier. Now, first off with the phones. Now, we all want to use the phones overseas, our smartphones. And unless you've got international roaming, and that's not a cheap thing to do, unless you're a Vodafone customer, I'm a Vodafone customer and I use the $5 a day international roaming. One of the reasons I switched to Vodafone, I do travel a fair bit and do need to have access to my phone and, allow, and have access for people to call me when I'm overseas. Vodafone $5 a day works great, but if you're with the other networks, it is pretty expensive to use your phone uh, and roam with it. Even with data packs and all these add-ons, it can cost a fair bit of money. My advice is, depending on where you're going, if you're going to Europe, if you're going to Asia, if you're going to the US, and that covers pretty much everywhere, there is Wi-Fi everywhere. You know what, you can make calls, uh, you can video chat, you can communicate on Wi-Fi quite easily. Even talking to people, video conversations, you can do that all on Wi-Fi. If you want to have your data everywhere, then you can buy a local SIM card. Buy a SIM card when you get there. There's plenty of kiosks set up in uh, at Australian airports selling international travel cards. What they've done is bought that for bought that already from another carrier, put their profit on top, and selling to you to you at the airport. The only the only advantage there is that you've got it before you arrive. the 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 downside of what I'm suggesting is that you need to find a phone shop, buy a a, a SIM card, a prepaid SIM card with data on it. And then away you go. But it does work out cheaper if you're willing to do that. Uh, That's my tip for you. But also Wi-Fi, it's everywhere, use it. Now, one thing we need when we travel, and that's our chargers. Plenty of devices we need to take. We're taking our computers, we're taking our cameras, we're taking our gaming devices, we're taking our e-readers, we're taking our phones, we're taking everything. But a lot of these products can be charged using USB cables. And one suggestion I've got for you is to buy a USB charger. There are plenty of them on the market. They're a dedicated, I use one from Kensington. It's got four USB ports in it. You can also buy uh, little plugs with USB ports built into them as well. So it's got an Australian plug in it and two or four USB ports. So rather than having to take each individual charger, just take the cable, plug it into this little port, and away you go. Also, you of course, you need an adapter. You need a power adapter. So if you're traveling to the US, you need a plug adapter, traveling to Europe, traveling to Japan, wherever you happen to be traveling, make sure, of course, A, you've got the right adapter. But here's a little tip to help make it more compatible for your chargers. And there are cameras that need their own plug and all these other things. What I do when I travel is I take a power board with me. The power board has, I think the one I take has five outlets, five Australian outlets. So I connect the main one that goes into the wall with the adapter. So that's in the wall and that's working. And now I can use my Australian plugs on the power board. A really handy thing to do, especially if you're taking special specialist chargers, especially for cameras like SLRs, they need their own little charging cradle and cord. So you can easily do that. And of course, if uh, the other members of your travel party need to use hair drives and things like that and products they've brought from home, they can also access those Australian plugs as well. But don't forget the USB cord. If you can just take the USB cable rather than your whole phone charger or tablet charger or whatever other charger you can get away with just using those USB ports on those adapters that I told you about. If you want to read more about those tips, I've written about them on techguide.com.au. And that is our show for this week. As usual, you can read about everything that we've spoken about. If you want to want to find out more, you can find it at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from our, our listeners. You can email us at infotechguide.com.au. At drop us a comment on Twitter. I'm at Stephen Fennec. And that's spelled with a PH. Stephen's spelled with a PH. Also, jump on iTunes. If anyone's listening through iTunes, we'd love to hear your review. So maybe drop uh, down a review while you're on iTunes. We want to also give a special shout out to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi Fi needs, and our other partner, Norton, the company that can help keep you, and your family safe online. It's been a pleasure having you with us. We hope you enjoyed the show. And until next week, we look forward to you joining us again, again then. But until then, stay safe and stay connected.